Hi, I'm Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And we are Curiously Conscious. On today's episode, we're going to do a, uh, a lot of focus on the Aquarius full moon that's happening on the 22nd, which is next Sunday at 5.02 a.m. Is it 5.02? Yes, 5.02 a.m. Pacific, 8.02 a.m. Eastern. Uh, that'll be happening at 29 degrees Aquarius. We're going to talk all about that. Take a look at the chart, share some interesting aspects. Uh, Foxy is going to talk a little bit about the super galactic center, which I have no idea about, but she's going to shed some light and share some date dates with us. And that'll be fun. I love super galactic shit. Um, and then I'll talk a little bit, or we'll both talk a little bit about Uranus going retrograde. That's happening this week. Um, cha cha cha. It is happening on the 19th, which is, what's that, Fox, Thursday? Yeah. Uh, that is Thursday. Yeah. Thursday at 6.40 p.m. Pacific, 9.40 p.m. Eastern. And so, yeah, so that's going be interesting. It'll be retrograde for a little while, so we'll get to hang out with that. We can talk about that. But first, Fox, you know what, update us on how you're doing with your move. I mean, I'm sure everybody's dying to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Um- we're doing fine. We're just, you know, we're working it out. We're trying to get it figured out. I'm, I was just telling Corey that I think we live in a, a magical hot spot. My backyard is, uh, kind of, um, interesting. I have a, an affinity for birds anyway. And, uh, like a year ago, I found all these birds nests. They just would like fall out of trees and land on my feet where right. Thoth would, Thoth would see a bird's nest on the ground and he'd go grab it. We didn't take any nests that had eggs, of course, but um, out behind my house is a, a woods, but then there's a ravine with like um, a stream back there. And on the side of my uh, house- I think I think they call those cricks in oh, South Carolina, just well, so you know. You gotta I, speak now, the language. You're, you're dropping some knowledge on me. <laughs> it's a crick now. All right. Well, we have a crick. We have a crick. <laughs> and there's like- kind of a drop off on the side of my yard and most of it's covered by trees except there's this one exposed spot and it's like a bunch of trees have been felled there and it, it literally is like a giant bird's nest that a human could be a bird in you know what I'm saying that sounds amazing and it's right there and that's like I had this giant thing fly out of it the other day and attack my face and I didn't know what it was I couldn't see it and I ripped it off my face and it was fuzzy and it had weird legs and I not exactly sure what it was, but I threw it down on the ground <laughs> and I kind of screamed a little bit and then, um, I couldn't see it, but I think, I don't know. It might've been one of those dragonflies So there's the cheerleader dragonflies are out there mm-hmm. and they're like these little black dragonflies, but they've got white fluffy lines across their wings going like parallel to each other. Like you said, like Adidas stripes. So these yeah. guys are out in my yard all the time. I've had a hummingbird up at my front door, like looking at me through the window. Um, there's like one day there was nothing. The next morning I looked out the window, there's a bunny and a giant fairy circle with like these huge toadstools in a circle. And I was just like, they came up overnight. It was so weird. So there's something going on at uh, Chateau Fox. I'm not sure what yet, but <laughs> I'll keep an eye out and uh, see yeah. what other magical things are happening in in, uh, in the land of the lost. I did not go in the fairy circle, though, because I am not ready to switch timelines yet. I'm still trying to deal with what I'm on. And so... <laughs> 
I did not do it. But then the neighbor came and mowed my fairy circle down later that day. <gasps> and I was oh. so pissed. I have not mm. met this man yet, but he, he mows this patch of grass. It's technically not his yard, but, um, it, yeah, kind of pissed me off that he mowed down my, my fairy circle. I w I was still thinking about, you know, inching my toe over the circle line just to see what would happen. You know, if I, I could, you know, why, so why is this guy mowing your lawn? Is it just attached to part of his and he thinks he's doing something nice? Well, there's like a, there's like a lot between his house and my house that, that is, I think for sale, but nobody owns it. And he, I think he mows it just to keep, keep it, the weeds down for his yard. Right. But right. He goes too far over into my yard. So mm -hmm. he, and I think he's just gotten used to mowing over farther. Yeah. And the guy who actually mows my yard, who is like the president of our homeowners association, he owns his own landscaping company. He actually said the same thing. He goes, he's, he's mowing way too far over. He's, he's over on your land. And I said, yeah, I, I, I got that. I didn't tell him about the fairy circle, but. <laughs> I don't know. The fairies might not appreciate that. I wouldn't want to be that guy right now. <laughs> well, I was thinking about putting some food out for them because I just thought, you know, and with all the dragonfly and the dragonflies are constantly together, which my friend told me that means that they're having sex. So yes, otherwise they are devouring each other. They're not very friendly critters. Yeah, so I, no. I think there's a lot of uh, dragonfly copulation happening out on the side of my house. So mm, well, that's good. Like, You'll know they'll like they'll the red light back. district for dragonflies over here. <laughs> oh, that just made all that turned all that magic dirty real quick. Okay, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all Wait, right. That's Christina good. Aguilera. Dirty. <laughs> anyway. All right. So actually, I want you to start with talk about talking about the super galactic center. So there are some big, I should say, big energy anomalies in the universe. There's three really major ones. And uh, one is the great attractor, which is at 14 degrees of Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of like a big, uh, I always think of it as a big circle, like a droplet of mercury, like a giant planet of mercury, maybe it's, so it's kind of like a mirror and things, things, are, um, it's magnetic and things have to go around it. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like you can't photograph it. There's tremendous amount of, uh, magnetic, uh, frequency coming out of there. And so, um, they say that people who have things around that 14 degree mark oftentimes have psychic ability or they can like they can kind of see around situations. They can kind of read through, the, you know, read through the lines and kind of things. Hmm. So there's the, there's the great attractor. Then there's the galactic center, which is about 26, 27 degrees um, of Sagittarius, which is also um, a very uh, important placement, especially if it's in your chart. Um, if you have anything aspecting that oftentimes you have, um, you know, kind of extrasensory perception abilities and, and that type of thing. And then there's the super galactic center. <laughs> and I get that beastie boys in my yeah, head. I'm yeah, I, know. I was thinking about that song today. Actually. <laughs> um, so the super galactic center, technically it moves and this is kind of like, it's like a it's like a super galactic black hole super massive black hole i should say kind of like the song yeah and i got that it, in my head there's like <laughs> over 30 galaxies or something housed within it and we're one of the galaxies that's here 
And so, um, so that's again, like why it's like, we think we're the only inhabited planet. I just don't see how that could be possible with 30. No, I don't either. Yeah. We're, we're, we're sharing real estate with 30 other galaxies, but anyway. Yeah. So all this energy is converged in there, but the, the black hole kind of shifts apparently. And right now the black holes at like 20 or two degrees and like 20 minutes of Libra right now. Mm -hmm. So today earlier, well, early last night, um, Venus moved into Libra and Venus rules Libra and Taurus, but Mm -hmm. you know, Libra is, um, about beauty and balance and, and that kind of thing. And so Venus is in there and she's at zero degrees tomorrow. She'll be at one degree. And then of course on Wednesday, she'll be at two degrees and she'll be exactly conjunct the super galactic center. And this is kind of like an irresistible attraction. It's like a vortex that kind of like it kind of like gobbles up whatever it comes into, um, you know, whatever it comes into conjunction with, whatever enters its path, it kind of absorbs it. But it's also absorbs things and transmutes them, if that makes sense, because there's so much energy there. And there's a tremendous amount of light, mm. right? And all this photonic light that we've been inundated with for the last few years because we've actually shifted, and this is part of the supergalactic center, we've actually shifted our location because of the supergalactic center. So there's all this photonic light that comes out of this place. And so the light codes are what impact our DNA and help us upgrade, right? There's knowledge in, in, the, in the light. So anyway, so Venus is going to come across it, and it, I would say anything within eight degrees. So Venus has been traveling close to this anyway but she's going to exactly conjunct it sometime late tuesday early wednesday and then you know i would say eight degrees either side so she's already kind of been in it it's kind of like she's she's getting closer and closer she's going to hit it and then she's going to slowly walk away but there's going to be some kind of transformation around venusian things like beauty art um things that you love and value balance anything to do with libra and venus right and then of course that's going to happen um technically late on the 17th and then on the 31st of course mercury is going to come into contact exact conjunction with um with that galactic center super galactic center and then on the night or the 18th of september mars will follow suit and then on the 24th of September we'll have the sun. So we've got these guys all getting ready to line up and move into that. But remember, as they start to move into that eight degree, um, eight degrees out and eight, you know, you're going to start to feel it build. So I think we're going to feel this energy and it's really about transmuting the things that relate to these specific celestial objects. So we talked about Venus with Mercury, it's going to be perception, communication uh, with Mars. It's going to be about passion and maybe fear, um, maybe, um, you know, sexual drive with the sun. It's going to be about who we are um, and what we're doing here. So all of this stuff is going to be churning and burning for the next month. And I think, you know, these are big questions. I think, and you're going to see on a bigger stage, we're already starting to see, for example, um, just the stuff that's happening in Afghanistan, 
it's like you make one you make one move there it's like a chess game right you make a move mm -hmm. you upset the entire balance of a huge region and even though that region is so far away from us the ripple effects of that and balancing is is going to impact not just us but everybody in the world yeah. so it just goes to show you how we're all connected so having venus hurtling towards that super galactic center and then getting so close to it something's it's it's creating pressure something's going to have to change right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something's going to have to change so it's going to be interesting and of course the whole thing with the 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 issues over there is it impacts you know oil of, of course and fuel and that is impactful to many different industries in, in including the financial industry so it's going to be interesting to see um you know maybe we need to start working on zero point energy right yeah maybe that's the thing that's going to push it um so this Venus will be conjunct-ish, probably within a degree or two, yeah. at this full moon. So that should be pretty interesting because you know Venus brings relationships into question, and the full moon in Aquarius is you know our friendships, our social connections. Well, and, and so this is exactly the whole thing with Afghanistan. That is a relationship that has been, you know, really started twenty years ago. And if you think about it, we just hit a new era. So this mm. again, this plays into like COVID and the whole grand conjunction that we've, we've talked about many times that happened back in uh, December, late December when Jupiter conjuncted Saturn. And of course, Jupiter's back into Aquarius. He's heading back towards Saturn. You know, they're starting to mandate masks in a lot of states. And of course, kids are going back to school. And uh, that's going to be a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like we're headed, you know, as Jupiter and yeah. Saturn get closer together again, we're starting to run back into those issues again, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. It's a really interesting time. But the whole transmutation thing, it, it's it's an opportunity. I mean, you know, it's sometimes it's only when you're faced with a crisis that you get off the pot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so here we have a crisis, and so something's going to have to change. Yeah, and it's going to have something to do with the things that we love and value, and not just us, everybody. The things that yeah. everybody loves and values, right? Well, and it's interesting when you talk about um, how disruption in the Afghanistan region of this world is going to impact us in the way that it, well, it's going to impact us in a lot of ways, but. Uh, the connection with oil, the connection the, with the things that we love and, and value that require this fossil fuels, um, and then having uh, Uranus and Taurus, which talks about our economy and the oil, yeah. oil and oil production is such a huge part of global economy, unfortunately. So but all of those things so lining many, up. But there are so many things that we don't think about that require petroleum, yeah. petroleum mm -hmm. jelly, who doesn't have plastic in their house there's plastic there's yeah. i mean there's so many things i mean i just think about all the bubble wrap that i mean we spent hundreds of dollars on bubble wrap for our right. move. Uh -huh. that requires petroleum to make that i mean it's 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 shocking when you think about all of the things that petroleum is in and just the everyday goods that we use in our home Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's not just the gas you put in your car. It's not just the oil you put in your engine. It's a lot of things. Yeah. And, and, and our dependence on it 
is really, I think, what needs to transmute. Yeah, and having Uranus in that in Taurus right now is perfect for this transmutation because that is like the change that has to happen. Something has to happen. It's not going to be easy though, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be pleasant. It's going to be it's going to be challenging because all of those. uh, The reason why we continue to use petroleum is because all of the infrastructure is in place to make those things from that. Yes. And since it's really about creating new infrastructure, which is interesting if you think about, I'm not trying to be political, but think about the the recent, the transportation bill that got passed. That's really all about infrastructure and infrastructure that has been neglected, Mm -hmm. right? And so because of that neglect, that impacts all of us as well, because it impacts our bridges, our roads, you know, how we get around this country. So many of our goods, even during COVID when we had lockdown, we had trouble getting getting goods because the, of the logistics of it. I mean, you don't realize how how you order something on Amazon and you know all of the all of the gears and wheels that actually have to go into place and move, and then it gets transported and dropped on your porch. Right, but right? you know the thing that COVID did do was point out how effectively and quickly businesses can. Uh, redirect their efforts. You know, it's like we need yes. masks. Boom, there are masks. There's a crisis. Yes, when there's a yeah, yeah. Because much like the rest of us, the universe doesn't change. The things in the universe don't change until they have to change. Because people, when they are put in a crisis position, all of a sudden they become innovative, and all of a sudden they become you know, they search for a solution to a problem. Yeah. When there's no problem, most people don't try to fix it. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I guess from that perspective, I can, I get it, but it's, I think for us, it's been that we've just not acknowledged a problem or we've not been able to agree on what the problem is. <laughs> so, well, but I, I mean, if you, you know, if you really do the research, there's been, you know, there's been many theories about zero point energy for a very long time. And they have they have the technology they they need to develop that, but they don't want to do that because there's there's you know it's an issue of money being involved and in, in corporations and lobbyists and all kinds of other things. But mm-hmm. if we're pushed into a crisis situation where we're not going to be able to be as reliant on fossil fuels, they're going to have to come up with solutions like that. And Suddenly, like, I really like this. This is all sounding really good. Well, but I think it's, it's it, I mean, it's, at, the, at the start, it's uncomfortable, right? It's yeah. going to be uncomfortable, but this is totally so Uranian, right? This is yes. so Uranus and Taurus, so Uranus and Taurus, like you said yes. before. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And I, I like it. I like it a lot because we but do I need think to change. That, I think that these guys coming in and hitting, dinging this super galactic black hole um, and, and, and putting that power in there, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to bring your, we're going to bring Venus in here and we're going to change it. We're going to change the things that you love and value. We're going to, we're going to give you a shot of some new stuff and try it out. And then Venus is going to move on through the chart and she's going to take all that new Venusian energy with her everywhere she goes and every other aspect she makes. And the same is going to happen with Mercury, Mars, and then of course the sun. Yes. No, that's beautiful. I could just see Venus going around the chart being like, hey, did you hear? I stopped by the super galactic center and I found out this. <laughs> it's like, 
like that. It's like, what do you call that thing where you've got, you tell the one person something. Telephone. Like, yeah. The can, yeah. With the cans. Well, hopefully <laughs> they can keep their freaking story straight. That'd be great. Guys. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. So Uranus uh, on the 19th, which is, I, we already said this Thursday, yeah. 640, 649, 40, whatever PM. Yeah. Um, it's going to go retrograde. It's been in Taurus since May 16th of 2018 and will be in Taurus until July 8th, 2025. That's a long ass time. One of these days I'll get the gumption to do some research as to the history of Uranus and Taurus, but I haven't done that. Do you know anything about? Yeah. uh, Yes, I actually do. do. (laughs) I used to have, I, I did a booklet, like I did a Uranus and Taurus booklet and it used to be in Foxy's Den on Facebook, but, um, I should post it to my website. Yes, you should, um, or to Patreon. Yeah, I should. I should post it. But um, basically, the last time Uranus was in Taurus was in the late 30s, early 40s. This was during the Second World War, and of course, we had the rise of fascism. We had all of the, um, we had all of the um, segregation based off of religion, based off of other other things. Um, you know, we had the Holocaust, of course, which is awful, but we also had tremendous innovations, particularly in healthcare, in the healthcare sector. And mm-hmm. mainly those innovations, again, situation, you had to find a solution. Those things were crisis situations where they needed to find, guess what, better ways to sterilize things. Mm-hmm. So Lysol, one of my favorite products in the universe. I have, a favorite, I have a favorite scent of Lysol, which has not been gettable for like through this whole crisis. And it's like, you know, I just have a few scents of Lysol that are my fave. And uh, I still have a couple cans that are like, don't touch them. There's only a few squirts left. I need those for special moments. But um, Lysol, Lysol was invented during the Second World War because up until that time, they used lavender oil in distilled water and sprayed it on the sheets. And so that's like when you see people spray things on the sheets and then iron them and you think, oh, that's so fancy and hotel-y. No, yeah, that was to get rid of bacteria. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. It just smells yeah. good. So, yeah, it's still not as effective as Lysol, but it, you know, in a pinch. But yes, but so, so for example, there's that kind of stuff. And then there were many other things. I mean, if you ever, you know, get interested in the Nazis and all of their UFO stuff, they created some very interesting weaponry during this time. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of innovation that happens when Uranus is going through Taurus, but there's also a lot of other things when Uranus is going through Taurus that aren't so fun. And I think we've been seeing that whole rise of fascism and we've been seeing, you know, people getting segregated, you know, and now it's all about, you know, if you've been vaccinated or you haven't been vaccinated, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And uh, I recently had a friend and she's like, oh, there's this great opportunity to go on this Mediterranean cruise. And I said, well, I'm not going on a Mediterranean cruise. I haven't been vaccinated. Um, and only because I have severe allergies and I, I, I am not going to be the one in line, you know, getting the shot because I'm going to be the first one to blow. My head's going to explode. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to puff up and my head's going to explode. There won't be enough epi pins to save me. So, so my husband's been fully vaccinated, but I have not been. And um, so, you know, it's like, I'm not going to be going on a boat on a cruise in, in the Mediterranean anytime. Look, I have been vaccinated. I'm still not going to get on a boat. 
that's not I mean, that's not gonna happen i'm not gonna like, go to man, a concert you've got, you've got some big balls you're going to get on a on a boat i don't even and... want to get on an airplane but you know in some case i'm gonna have to visit my family at some point we're gonna go in december and i'm not gonna i haven't seen them in two years my father has cancer i'm not waiting Aww. you know what i mean yeah. so you know he's doing plane. okay but his life yeah. is not as long as it was at one point <laughs> so but, but the thing is you shouldn't be worried about that because i've i've been on a plane with a mask it's not comfortable but you can do it yeah it's not a boat either boats are petri dishes but so one of the things i just looked up is in 1930 so back truck up uranus was a tourist from 1934 to 1942 yeah um in in 1933, so the year before, um, the FDR passed the New Deal, which was an all new economic. But you know, that was the result world. of the financial collapse from the 20s. Right. But the yeah. once things got into tourists, these new structures were put in place. It's like right. Social Security is a product of that. Yeah. Welfare yeah. is a product of that. Yeah. And we can say there's parts of it that didn't work. There's parts of it that do work. But I'm thinking like by the time Uranus is out of Taurus, you know, I'm hoping that we move to a more uh, communal economic system. Of course, that's me. I'm like a dirty hippie. Well, on my but I, I'll be honest with you, Corey. I think, there's, <laughs> I, I think that's an inevitability because I mean, if you think about all of those things were created during this time, they're all starting to fail. Medicare starting to fail, um, Medicaid's failing people, uh, our health systems falling apart um you know we've got we've got all kinds of other issues financial issues social security is yeah. you know limping along so it's like you know I've, I've grown up my whole working life putting money into this thing that probably won't even have anything for me when it's my time you know what i mean so right. i think i think something something we're, we're again we're getting to those crisis situations where people are going to have to be innovative and people are going to have to come up with new new ideas that are going to require different types of infrastructure that maybe we've never ever had before um and well, thinking outside the box yeah i think too like uh something i would like to see which i think is very possible with uranus and taurus is that we reevaluate the value that we place the nominal value that we place on certain jobs because something that it should have become very clear during this pandemic is how much people who are making lower level wages are necessary for our economy to keep moving all the grocery workers all the delivery yes, people yes. all of these quote unquote unskilled labor jobs that we have decided aren't valuable enough to pay a living wage well perhaps <laughs> those people have kept us up as you know and assuming that everything goes well with this pandemic and things start to get normal okay great but if they don't there's a whole group of people that have been somewhat economically marginalized for a really long time that are going to gain economic power because of how necessary they are. So I would like to see that, you know, that that tourist Venus vibe of value or self worth or how we value other humans and what they're doing. I'd like to see oh. that shift because, you know, we don't necessarily need to live in a socialist society, but we right. can't have this discrepancy this this rift disparity. between yeah. yeah disparity is a good word between people that have and people that don't have it's ridiculous well it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that um 
not this last week, but the week before, the first week of August, there was a bill that passed the Senate. It's going to the House, and it's called um, it's the it's the Breen Act. It's the the burnout bill, and it's for mm-hmm. healthcare workers um, because so many people face so many. Particularly, the, there was it was brought about by a Dr. Breen who was in charge of an emergency department in New York City. And she got sick with COVID and there were so many people flooding into the emergency department that she couldn't be, she could, she just, she ended her life. And um, so this bill is all about getting healthcare workers, um, you know, educating them and getting them the mental uh, health benefits and, and, you know, you know, resources that they need while they're on the front lines, because, you know, it used to be that you never wanted anybody to know that you were having that type of trouble because you could lose your job. Right now they, they need these people. And if we're going through another COVID surge, they're really going to need these people. And they're still exhausted from the first one. Yeah. There's been no relief really right. not for the and healthcare like, workers. So they've got to be able to find a better way to schedule them, to give them the help that they need, you know, address the the challenges that they're facing because they're challenges that they've never experienced before in a medical setting. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some of them are, are shocking and dire and with so many people dying on them. I mean, I can't imagine if you're working, you know, you know, 24 hour shifts and you're trying to do your best and then you get sick with it. I mean, I can imagine it would feel very hopeless sometimes. So, but they just recently passed this act and it's, it has, it's going to the house next, but they believe that it will pass the house as well. And it gives some of the financial relief that was passed for, um, with the, with the cares act, um, last year, it's giving them some financial aid to distribute out so that they can, they can use that for that, that help that they need. Good. Which it's 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 minor, but I think it's major in some ways in in the way that something like this has never been done before. So this yeah. to me would be a very Iranian piece of legislation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm glad that that's that that's happening, and I'm glad that um, as a whole, uh, the the world of therapy is more accessible to people now, and I think COVID's had a big impact on that. My sister is a therapist. She just opened her own practice. She's booked, you know, like overbooked at this point. And she's just doing it through like better, better help, I think is what it's called. Betterhelp.com. She it's like, there's no better time to be a therapist, but at the same time, there's not enough of them. She's just slammed. Um, but that's because people are getting like, it's okay. Go to therapy, please do this. (laughs) Take care of yourselves. I mean, I, I, I have it. The only time I've ever had really dark episodes in my life was I had some dark moments when I was deal, first diagnosed with cancer and dealing with the the fallout from that. Mm-hmm. But I I had some I had some dark times during 2020 where I just was like, okay, I have a very nice prison. My home is a nice home, but it is a prison right now to me. That's how I felt. I felt like I was so restricted. And I couldn't do anything and I couldn't see anybody I wanted to see. I mean, it's great to see Joel, but, and it's great to have my dogs, but it's just not enough. 
And yeah. it was really, it was very, very challenging for me for a couple of months. And I, I, I had some, I had some dark moments, which is not usual for me. I'm a pretty sunny person because I'm a Sag ascendant. So I'm always like, oh, come on, buck up. Let's go. You know, let's have some, let's make cookies, <laughs> you know? Oh, oh, speaking of your Sag ascendant, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to um, poo poo your dark, dark times, but um, <laughs> like, I, when you said that about your Sag ascendant, you just found out that your birth time was different. So your chart yes. shifted a little bit. Sorry. So, so my husband, my husband <laughs> switching okay. gears. <laughs> so real quick. So Joel sold his car and he's hot to get a car. So he wants to get a new car. And so we thought, well, we'll sell his old car because he didn't want it anymore. And then we don't have to worry about shipping it down to, you know, our new house. Right. So, so now he's got a car that he there, he's getting it through CarMax. So they're bringing it over from another state. It's here. He's going to go see it this week. See if trust drive it and see if he likes it and all that stuff. But he's like, in order to get a license and do all this stuff, he's got to have two pieces of mail with his name on it with our new address to prove that he's like a, you know, a citizen of the state or whatever. And so he's just been freaking out. So we finally got his two pieces of mail from utilities. And then he's like, where's my birth certificate? You know, (laughs) having, he's having a, you know, a heart attack over this birth certificate. And of course, who who knows where the birth certificates is? Uh, that would be moi. Thank you very much. Of course. So you know they're in with our marriage certificate, which we have not probably looked at since we got married. But I I said it's in here, so I was going through pulling out his little certificate, and then I saw that my original birth certificate. I have a I have a like a dupe, but then I had I I saw oh my original birth certificates in here. You know with the one with the footprints and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think my mom, it was in with my mom's stuff. And some of my mom's papers were in there from when she passed. And my mom had always given me this, she'd given me this time many, many years ago. And then um, I came to find out, she said, oh, no, no, that's not your birth time. Your birth time's 6, 10 a.m. And so I have two brothers. So the first birth time that she screwed up was one of my brothers. And then the second birth time she gave me was my other brothers, which I just found out this week. Because when I looked at my birth certificate with the footy prints on it, um, of course, my my time was different yet again. And I was like, son of a bee, mother. <laughs> Don't you and understand? So it's like, hello, I'm a different sex than the boys. Hello. You would think that you could commit something to memory. But anyway, so she um, gave me the wrong time. So when I did my chart, it actually moved my ascendant. It moved my, my moon by one degree forward. And then it moved my ascendant um, by five degrees forward. So, which actually makes sense. So in the other birth time, my ascendant was at nine degrees of Sag, which is right on, on terrace, but now it's at four degrees. And so it was within one degree of the eclipse that happened, which is when all of this happened, which, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of set us on this crazy odyssey of, of getting rid of everything and moving to a different state and you know all that stuff so can you believe that was just three months ago not even three months ago well and that's the thing it all happened so fast yeah so fast and just like and now to think that i'm here it's kind of like i was out with my friend uh this weekend and she looked at me and she goes i just can't believe you're here 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And it's like, I, I, it's like, we have like a bag now. It's like, I put stuff in the bag and take it over to her house. And then she takes her stuff out and puts stuff in for me. And then I bring it back. And then we just <laughs> have this bag that keeps going back and forth between our house. It's just like, Aww. you know, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's great. It's totally great. But it's just like, you know, it, it's just, we've been wanting to do this for such a long time. And now that we're actually like, we're actually here and we're actually in the house. And she's like, you know, we could go out for dinner this weekend with the guys. And I'm like, you're like, what? Ooh. Well, you know, for years I've been coming down here to visit them, but Joel's always stayed home with the dogs. And so, you know, if Joel goes somewhere, it's like he, he goes and does his thing. And I do, we just never vacation together. And so it's weird for us to actually be together with our friends because he's friends with her husband and I'm friends with her. Well, I mean, we're all friends, but we're never like, we're never really together. And so right. it's kind of it's weird. It's kind of weird. And then her niece, who I call my God niece, she's been wanting to see our house. So she came over with her sister and her daughter and we like had real people in our house visiting us, which hasn't happened for so long. And, um, you know, the dogs were playing with the little, it was just, you know, it was great fun. So it's, it's, it's really been great, but, um, yeah, it's, it kind of feels very surreal right now. Like I, I feel like sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, okay, what house am I in? I, I feel really kind of like timeline jumpy still a little yeah, bit. You're transitioning into that space kind of growing roots but it's it's i mean the house is great the neighbors have been wonderful um it, you know it's more in the country i mean i think it's kind of boonie boonie town for joel because it's a little far <laughs> out but i love it because i just i love at night you can see the stars i mean the moon looks amazing here there's butterflies and dragonflies and hummingbirds and I mean, there's just, it's so, it's so, there's just something special about this area. I don't know. I'm glad I'm happy for you. He'll get used to it. Joel will. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see there. I think there will be a difference between when it happens and when he'll admit to it. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, we that already, could be years. <laughs> we already had the painter guy. So we had a painter guy come over and do some painting in the house and do some stuff. And he got to talking to Joel and, and he heard, he brought him like, he brought him like some really fancy Captain America Hot Wheels car. That's really fancy. And the doors open up on it, like a toy. He already, somebody already brought, nobody brings me toys. I mean, he got <laughs> just like, what? Yeah. Come on. It's a sign. It's like, come on, painter guy. Give me something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Uh, all right. So are you ready for this Aquarius full moon or what? I don't know. Now that my ascendant is in a different place. Oh, my Venus is in a different place. My Venus is going to be sextiling this now. My Venus moved forward into Sagittarius. My Venus in my old chart was at zero degrees of Capricorn. Now it's in my second house. Now it's in my first house and it's at 29 degrees of Sagittarius. And so mm. it is going to be sextiling the moon, which is at 29 degrees and 37 minutes of Aquarius yeah. conjunct a 26 degree Jupiter retrograde. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a super powered moon and that sun. Wow. I mean, you know, it's a big, it's kind of a big deal. That sun is like 29 degrees. It's a critical degree of mm -hmm. Leo and it's very close to my, my natal moon, which 
used to be at 27 degrees, but now is at 26 degrees of Leo. So as of like, as of like 8.30 this morning, (laughs) I just figured this out this morning. (laughs) Wow. I'm surprised you're handling it so well. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm not handling it well. I'm, I'm, it's all a mask. It's all a mask. I'm kind of like freaking out on the inside a little bit. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 I was just looking at this is going to be um, the moon is no, no, no. Yeah. The moon will be conjunct my um, Venus. So that should be fun within a degree. That's right. Your Venus is your Venus at zero degrees of Pisces yep Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's all kinds of fun stuff happening with this chart um so the moon is also going to be conjunct jupiter pretty close what are they three degrees apart two degrees ish yeah two and a half yeah but you know i think it's interesting because the last lunation i think jupiter was jupiter in aquarius yet i don't think jupiter was no i think it was in still in pisces yeah so jupiter no for the new moon, he was at 28 degrees of Pisces or of Aquarius, but mm-hmm. in the, at the first at the um, the Aquarius full moon that happened on the 22nd of July, he was in Pisces. Right. Yep. So he was still conjunct. He was still conjunct. Yeah. Zero was, degrees. Pisces. So it's interesting. I think it's really different energy. I mean, how did you, did you feel the impact of that? I know you were really looking forward to having Jupiter in Pisces. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. I think Not that, the, what, uh, yeah, I know. Cause I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, I think in a lot of ways, it's not something that I am going to fully, um, fully comprehend until I'm way further out of it or until, you know, it conjuncts again. But I think right now the biggest work that's being done on me is, um, in the realm of my self-worth and in my autonomy, (laughs) I think. So Jupiter and my, and my Venus, I think that's where that's going. Well, I think because this moon is at 29 degrees, and, you know, maybe we should say something about an anoretic degree. So an anoretic degree or a critical degree, the anoretic degree is actually 29 to 29 and 59 minutes of, of a sign. And so it's the very last degree before it moves into, it ingresses into a new sign. And so the last decan, if you think about the decan uh, or um, there's three sections of each sign, there's the the first decan, the middle decan, and then the last decan. And the first decan's kind of like, it's like you're a freshman and everything's new and you're, you're excited, you're nervous, but everything's kind of awesome for the first kind of zero through nine degrees. And then, um, you know, 10 through, you know, 19 degrees, 20 degrees. It's like, okay, now I'm like a sophomore, junior, and- Yeah, I think it's very experimental. Yeah. The stage of experimentation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, you know, maybe skip class and see what happens, you know, see if I can get away with it kind of thing. And then when you enter into the last degrees, you're like a senior and you've got to get your finals and you've got to get all your projects in or you're not gonna graduate and move on to the next sign. And then when you move on to the next sign, it's like you go through that process all again. So when you're at that very last degree, it's kind of like 
you've got to cram for the exam, baby. And I think it puts a lot of pressure and a lot of um, whatever that sign extols. So, you know, with Aquarius, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's future, it's detachment, it's thinking about the whole instead of the individual. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like that becomes really magnified. And when you add the moon into it, it's emotional magnification, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it might feel even bigger. And since it's a weird sign, because not that it's a weird sign, but because it's fixed, but it's, I always think it's weird that Aquarius is an immutable sign, but it's a fixed sign. Yes. Yeah. It's but it's also like, it got that outside of the box oddity to it. That yeah. seems like it's kind of go with the flowy and adaptable and changey, but it's in a fixed way. That's yeah. It's like Beaker from the Muppet show. <laughs> it's like, you know, that Beaker probably really is intelligent, but he can't communicate. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Bunsen Honeydew has to like, extrapolate whatever beakers meeps are in order to explain what's going on with the equation does that make right. sense yes it does yeah it's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting sign i have a, a nephew and he has a huge he says he is an aquarius but he has a huge stellium in aquarius and he just argues for the sake of argument <laughs> like if you choose, if you choose one side of something, he's always going to choose the other, even if he's on that side, he's just going to always debate you. He's always going to push the boundaries. He's always going to be thinking forward. So, you know, I, I just kind of try to sit back and enjoy with an Aquarius person because I think, you know, they're, they're just going to do their own thing. You're never going to I don't, you're never going to really make a mark on them. They're, they're here to make the mark, I guess is the way, the way I think about it. Yeah, no, I can, I get that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think this moon is, is, is big. And then you've got Jupiter on top of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I do think this is a big deal. And again, we've talked about the cookie sandwich, right? Where we had the Aquarius full moon on the 23rd of July at one degree, which is where we had the grand conjunction back on the 21st of December with Saturn and Jupiter. And now we've got, um, you know, then we had the, the new moon in Leo at six degree, six degree or 16 degrees. So we had beginning Deccan, like I talked about, we had a freshman full moon. Mm -hmm. Then we had a sophomore junior new moon in Leo. And now we're having a senior full moon in Aquarius again. Right. So, so it's kind of interesting that it's like early Deccan, middle Deccan, you know, critical degree. So yes. it's, just, it's just interesting how, and, and if you think about it in graduation, it's kind of like, it's a, I feel this way too. I feel like there's been so many changes in just the last month and a half. And I've changed so much in the, in the last month and a half because I've had to, you know, right. I've had right. to. Like when I go back and look at the pictures of the stuff that my husband brought up from the basement, from the cement pond room that we no longer have a basement. Thank you, Jesus. But um, <laughs> boxes and boxes of stuff. We had literally had a dumpster, like a huge dumpster dropped off in our, our driveway. And it wasn't just a tall dumpster. It was a long dumpster. We mm. completely filled it, completely yeah. filled this dumpster. 
it was so crazy. And we still were bringing up boxes. And I'm like, where did all of this stuff come from? <laughs> that cement pond was a clown car I was of like, comic books. <laughs> and every time he came upstairs, I was like, tell me, tell me there is nothing else down there. He's like, well, no, it's just a couple more. <laughs> oh my God, Corey. And he That's left very Uranus and Taurus activity. He, he left one box. And it's so, you know, he's like that kind of person, like he'll leave one cookie, he'll leave one potato chip, he leaves one, you know, piece of popcorn, he does that, it drives me absolutely insane. It's like, no. if you're gonna eat the cookie, just eat the cookie. Yeah, and then throw the box away. I get, go into the pantry and shake and there's like, there's one thing in the box, it drives me crazy. Yeah, that's disappointing. It's almost more disappointing than if there was nothing there. Right. So he, there's one box in the basement and I'm like, went down there and I said, oh, for sons of Christ's sakes, what, <laughs> why is there one box down there? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, I haven't opened it. I have no idea what's in the box. He thought it was really cool. And I was like, I don't give a crap what's in that box. That box is going in the dumpster. Go get it. <laughs> put it in a dumpster. <laughs> I mean, we, and, and at the end, it was literally, I think I said this to you. It was like a game show for psycho people. I just was like throwing, I mean, it was like, we got rid of so much stuff. It was, it was insane. It just was like, it was like, um, it was like that weird game show where you get coupons and the, the person who gets the most groceries and uses the most coupons wins the game show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know what that was called. I, didn't, I, I watched it like one time and I was like, this is an insane show for insane people. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> people watch this show. Oh my God. No, I don't have ever seen that. But now yeah. we're graduating. We're graduating Aquarius. So yeah. what does that look like emotionally? What does that look like? Yeah, it's interesting. So for the first full moon, you know, I had said, I'm not really going to do activity wise. I'm going to be right. pretty passive and just kind of let some things go. And right. what ended up happening was I, uh, you know, I sat down and got into my space and um, started writing because I, you know, trying to implement or uh, just do some automatic writing during the moons started writing and then I started finding that I was writing letters to people and I just wrote for what felt like hours about, you know, if there's a relationship challenge, thank you notes. I wrote a lot of thank you notes to like my ancestors oh. and it was really beautiful. And then there was a couple of people I was like, you need to back the fuck off me and be nice. And, like, uh, and it felt really good. In some ways I could see that I could already see the impacts of that work that I did. But I think that come this next moon, it's like, you can't, maybe you can't just write a letter. Maybe you need to say some words. <laughs> maybe yeah. you, yeah. 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 I mean, nothing, you know. That's interesting. So I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I did want to talk about the inside degree. So the inside degrees is sort of like the Sabian symbols. And some people really like the Sabian symbols, which kind of are channeled information about each degree in the Zodiac. I don't really care for the Sabian symbols. That's just my personal, but I do like uh, the inside degrees by Elias Lyonsdale. And you can look these up online. I bought the book because some full person put them online, just typed them up and put them online. And I just thought that wasn't fair to Elias. I don't even know if he's alive anymore. But yeah. he, he was like a hippie from the seventies. And I think that he, there's probably an estate somewhere. So I actually bought the book. It's not expensive, but the inside degrees are based off of, um, they're based off of a, uh, Vedic chart. So they start at one degree and go to 30 degrees. So you have to like realize that 
30 degrees is zero degrees of the next sign, right? Right. Right. So that's how it works. But anyway, 29 degrees of Libra. Servants giving a woman a bath, instinctively drawn to be where everything- Why Libra? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading Libra. <laughs> I was like, but you're still stuck on that galactic center. <laughs> I am so stuck on the galactic center. Okay, Aquarius, Aquarius, Aquarius. Let's hold on. I wanted to just look at this. Okay. Okay, here, this, you'll love this. The All right. Of, the sound of dripping water echoes through a great stone room. The most unusual and distinctive of inward conditions. You are held within a mode of awareness that is from another time and a place altogether. You have nothing to say and nothing to do. There is no power of the individual life force. Instead, you see the ancient ones. Utter unworldliness to a point of disassociation from surface experience. So this is about mm -hmm. transformation, transmutation. This is about meditation. And so I was thinking to myself, how am I going, you know, normally I do something like I'll write in my journal or I'll do some art in my journal or, you know, um, I might write a letter to the moon or something like that. But I was thinking, what do I think this for me is going to be a meditation experience, like where I'm going to be on the ground, connected to earth touching air somehow since this is an air sign and like really going in and seeing what is out there and i think it's really for me just like to experience whatever this otherworldliness is and i mm. might have to do it out by the giant bird's nest in my backyard I oh yeah i don't know with the, <laughs> with the crazy cheerleader dragonflies i don't know <laughs> You just got to watch your face this time and Girl, don't startle thing, them. <laughs> that scared the bejesus out of me when that thing landed on my face. I was like, then my friend's like, oh, it's probably a baby bat. And I was like, it was the middle of the day. Why would it be a bat? Why would you have to go to the bat? <laughs> you go straight to the bats. And now you're like, do I have rabies? What's happening? Don't go to the bat. <laughs> so I, when I was a kid, we had lived in an old farmhouse and I had a bat that got in through the roof and got through my closet and was in my bedroom and in the summertime i had the fan on the you know we'd have an air conditioning and so all i kept hearing my calendar fluttering and i thought it was the fan so i'd get up and i moved the fan i kept moving the fan thinking the fan was making it. and then i would lay down and i had really really long hair and so my hair started going this way like flying out around the side of my face and I was like, oh my God. And then there was like, there was like a squeak, squeak. There was like a bat in my hair. Mm. And then from then on, they kind of go into a cycle where they come in the same way every night. So this thing kept coming into my room. So I started sleeping with a sheet over my head. And then I got so scared. I would sleep on the floor in the living room because I didn't want, then the bat came down and he was trying to like get in my hair in the <laughs> living room. And I was just like, I don't know why he was attracted to my hair. I don't know if it's the smell like my, you know, my shampoo smelled like fruit or so. I don't know, but it was terrible. And then we had to call the exterminators. Well, the people who own the extermination company in our town, they were called, their last name was husband. And so mm. when they show up at our house, it said husband exterminators, which is really funny. <laughs> my mom was married like four times, right? <laughs> 
and several of her husbands died not mysteriously but it was kind of a funny mm. joke amongst us that my my mom had the husband exterminators coming to our house but anyway oh my goodness and then they come in and they're like will you have an infestation and they looked in our attic and they were like hundreds bats <gasps> oh my god there's hundreds and they were endangered bats so we couldn't do anything about it because uh you couldn't you couldn't eradicate them because they were endangered so you had to find a way to get them to relocate somehow it, it, it was a, anyway so i have bat issues i just have bat issues yeah have you ever looked up the spiritual significance of bats i have not strangely oh, that, that might be an interesting one to look up yeah yeah um we lived with uh tennis rackets in the house and um yeah it was it was not a pleasant summer for me i didn't sleep very much that summer <laughs> yeah no i yeah i wouldn't either bats i think are super cute to like look at and i still wouldn't want one fluttering through my hair <laughs> no I, thanks no i mean i don't i don't i don't want guano in my hair no Ugh, guano it's the best name for poop though although bug poop is frass and brian is like frass is great That's i have great never name. heard that yeah frass. Well, i don't know if it's all bugs but many bugs Corey, I always learn something new and educational every time I talk. There you go. Well, now, and then yes. you could be somebody, you know, says, you can be like, that's frass. And you'll be like, fancy poopers. That would probably be good for me to say because then I can say shit without saying shit and people won't know I'm saying shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more, it sounds better than poop. Like, oh, that's poop or crap. No, that's frass. Anyway. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i love that idea of meditating um i still haven't figured out what how exactly i'm going to observe this but i think um i think a lot of it a lot of what this energy feels like to me is like you know Aquarius is all about the collective Aquarius and Uranus want us to evolve. And I think that there's like a big evolutionary shift that is happening because of these moon sandwiches. And for the individual, it's like, well, what, what do I need to do yes. to evolve myself and therefore evolve, evolve the collective? Cause something I, I have this weird disconnect. I don't know if I'm the only person, but we start talking about the collective and especially we start talking about Aquarius and I'm like, well, I, but I'm an individual. How does that impact me? <laughs> It's like right. the opposite is true. I'm an individual and I impact it. So yeah, looking at like how, what do I need to uh, communicate to evolve? What do I need to let go to of to evolve? What do I need to stop accepting or what do I need to accept more of kind of? Yeah. I, I almost feel like um, this moon is like, almost like it's about the practical stuff that needs to be addressed, but we haven't found an innovative solution for it. Does yeah, that make sense? it does. Well, so Mars is going to be trying, um, whatchamacallit, Uranus when this. Oh, try not trying. He's going to be conjunct Mercury during this. And then trying Uranus. Yeah. And then, you know, Venus is going to be trying Saturn. So it's about lessons and the things that we love and value lessons and maybe how we love ourselves and the people around us. Well, and Venus is going to be opposing Chiron at this time. 
Mm. And that's kind so that's of that's like, a little T-square action then happening. Yeah, huh? that's like kind of going through this whole thing. So there's something being healed during this lunation, I think. And um, you know, Chiron's been very active. Um, and of course, you know, it's it's really interesting to see um because Chiron's, you know, well, he's technically he's he's sextiling Saturn. Saturn, he's, yeah. He's I like when they I like I like the idea of them working together. I, I know I love Saturn. <laughs> you know, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think in mythology, I think Saturn kind of helped uh Chiron. Oh. And that'd be a good one to look up. Yeah. And um, you know, Chiron is I don't know. I, I, the thing that's also is important to note too, is Chericlo, who's Chiron's wifey. She's mm. at zero degrees of, um, Aquarius and she is trining Venus right now. Mm. And she is trining the super galactic center. Intergalactic. <laughs> I know that I want to sing the Beastie Boy song all the time. Damn, it's just every time the word galactic, I think, is said, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that song, by the way. I love the Beastie Boys. But but having Chericlo at zero degrees and having Venus involved and then having her sliding down through this moon and then coming into a, more of an opposition, a stronger opposition with Chiron, I just think there's got to be something going on from a healing perspective. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, yeah. When we're looking at how, all, yeah, I did, my head just went in 14 different directions at once. I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. of course it is. At least I could, I have this experience and I was like, is that just the Jupiter and my Venus hanging out? But, um, you know, I don't think I'm the only one. As a matter of fact, many people I know right now are doing this kind of evaluation of, of self evaluation of, uh, how we're going to um, place value on our individuality, place value on our and healing our mental health, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I just think that, I think that the mental health thing is really challenging. I know I said something flippant the other day about mental health and I upset you and I apologize. Oh, no. <laughs> But, it was, but it, I wasn't upset. And I, the only reason I said something is because I thought it was an opportunity because if anybody else was listening and hearing this for the first time, they would form an opinion. And I was like, well, you need to have this other piece of information too. So it wasn't that I was upset. It was just like, well, that's not necessarily entirely. Well, I so. appreciate you educating me on that. I really do. But I will say this. I think everybody has something. I agree. <laughs> and I think that because of the situation we've been in and because of the way the world is right now that's something or some things for some people i think everybody's just it's on the switch is on right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just the littlest breeze can blow and it can really you know kind of light the fire mm -hmm. and it's and it's you know it's so you know, um, my husband was listening to something the other day. There were two guys that got in a altercation driving down the street here and one brandished a pistol and started firing his gun. And so the other guy in the other car got out his gun and shot the guy. And because, Jeez. because it was self-defense, the one guy who started it died 
they weren't, they just were like, we're not pressing charges because it was self-defense. They have some, some kind of self-defense law here, I guess. And my husband was just appealed that they weren't going to take legal action. <laughs> um, or at least investigate further. I mean, did they fully investigate the situation? They had witnesses. They had witnesses. Uh, and so the oh. guy who started it ended up dying from his wound. The other guy was wounded too, but he didn't, he didn't die. And they weren't going to press charges because he was defending himself. Jeez. Yeah. But it's doggy it's dog like over there. Little stuff. They're just driving down the street. It's like if somebody cuts you off, let them go. Maybe they've got some place they've got to be, and they're in a hurry. Just let it go. Yeah. Well, that's not always easy, and there's a lot of that going on. Um, Tony Basilio, my friend of the Feral Strega, sent me um, a video of this dude in New Jersey. I think it was were they on a bus or a subway? going off on this little old lady because she was wearing a mask oh, i saw that i saw that What in the hell <laughs> like what is going on like what person goes after a little old lady right mm, dirt bags yeah, and a so lot of that stuff's happening out there you see them they're attacking elderly people it's like what yeah uh, yeah I, people when they get cornered when their way of life or their um it's really when their ideology is challenged can be crazy. Like, yes. you know, it's what is up with that. So that's years ago. Um, and this would come up a lot with my parents when anytime we would talk about policy or politics or anything, you know, we'd argue and argue and argue. And there was no movement on either side. And it was because I realized I'm like, we're not arguing about facts. We're arguing and we're even arguing beyond opinion. This is about ideology our ideology forms our opinions and when you challenge somebody's ideology it's like you're damn near challenging their reality and when it's a deep reality that needs to shift they will rail against it in fear mm. and in anger so that i think that's why a lot of this is happening but and very it's mars fucking nuts mercury. very mars conjunct mercury yeah yeah fuck that in virgo because think about it virgo is always right <laughs> never <laughs> wrong and so i think that this is really uh coming to a head right now because it's kind of like nah i'm perfect i yeah. don't know what you say and you know that kind of stuff i'm always i'm always keen to learn something new i know that I, you know the older i get the more i know how much i don't know yeah and you know i i just am always like there's no, we were at the grocery store, for example, we were at the grocery store the other day here and there was a gentleman and he was just buying some biscuits. It was Sunday morning. So you knew he was going to probably be at home making biscuits and gravy or something. Mm. And he was just a sweet guy. And we're just like, go ahead, get in front of us. We got a whole bunch of cars. Just get up there. Right. And then the guy, the guy who, the guy who was in front of him was some old bitchy guy who was in a bad mood. And the girl took his biscuits and just zipped them and put them in the old man's bag and then charged the old man for them because she wasn't paying attention. Right. And the old man just like had a fit. And it was like, it was like two seconds for her to take the charge off, pull the biscuits out of the bag. Yeah, but and for him, he was like, look at this incompetence. Sorry, la, la, la. The biscuits were like, what? Like $2 or something? I mean, he was right. literally losing his marbles. 
And then when he was punching in his code for his card, he had his hand up on the machine and he was punching because we're all going to steal his card and like, you know, memorize his hand movements so we can go use his debit card to buy more biscuits. Oh my God. That is the stay off my lawn guy right there. For sure. And it was so funny because the guy, the guy looked at me and he goes, he goes, it's just, he goes, it's Sunday. It's too nice a day to be grumpy. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. that's crazy but that's like the the whole the whole spectrum of humanity was right there in line with you that's crazy oh it was Um, like one pan of biscuits that's all it was so uh mars will be trying uranus on this um particular lunation and you know what i know that trines are normally positive i don't think mars trying uranus is necessarily going to create rainbows and butterflies well yeah you know, mars is in virgo and virgo's no offense virgoing and people they're bitchy they're they're discerning <laughs> no they there is definitely some stubborn stubborn nature to I that, just think that earth that element mars, i like mars and virgo because i get shit done right but my midheavens in virgo but i think predominantly when you have mars in virgo it gets triggered very easily because of the perfection vibe versus the desire vibe and the frustration vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really kind of depends what house it's in for you, mm-hmm. I think, too. But it, it can go either way. For me, I'm just like, let's get it done. Let's tell me what I need. Let me make a plan. Let me get it done. Right. So I'm doing a very exciting project. So they ruined a bunch of my furniture when we moved here. And so um, I have this really huge upholstered bench that we spent a tremendous amount of money on Mm. 15 years ago when we moved into our old house. And it's huge. It's a giant, it's like a piece of furniture. It's literally a couch without a back on it. I mean, I've slept on this thing. The dogs love this thing. It's huge. And I am not willing to let go of it, but it looks like it's been through World War II. And so I went out this weekend and I bought some really beautiful upholstery fabric that's like velvet and delicious. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to recover this mofo. Good for you. That'll be fun. I'm dreaming about it in my head because it's like, (laughs) there's all kinds of things I'm going to have to do to make it work. And I'm going to recover it and it's going to look amazing. And it's like, I'm going to get to keep this really expensive bench. If I, if I would take this fabric to somebody professional to do it, it would cost me three times what I'm going to pay to do it. So I'm just yep. doing it myself. Yeah. And so that Mars in Virgo, you know, almost conjunct my mid heaven is just giving me like all kinds of, I can do it vibes. So I'm loving yes, it. That's perfect. But when you, you know, trying that with your uranus i don't just i like that sounds dangerous that sounds like throwing i might a lose match a finger. And a gas i might <laughs> lose a finger but it's okay because the fabric that i bought is kind of wine velvet so i think <laughs> i think it'll sponge off i think we'll be okay <laughs> i like that it might just add to the design you never know yeah it'll just blend right in you never know it'll give it some ambiance a <laughs> little bit of dna samples for the future 
I'm just saying I'm taking before, during, and after pictures of this because I think it's going to be amazing. Well, you're going to have to share and share because we're dying to know. Confidence about it, so it better work out. Uranus <laughs> better be giving me a miracle. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I think I was looking at that from the two gloom, gloom and dune side of. Yeah, of Uranus but as, uh, stay out of the uh, darkness but when we're talking about something that's impacting the collective the way this is I just am like ooh, that makes I me do, nervous I do think I do think when you know obviously when Uranus is involved there's always kind of a wild card but I kind of mm. I kind of like that I like the danger a little bit I like to live on the edge a little bit with that are but you a I, little closet thrill seeker that I didn't know about? I, well, I have a Sagittarius. <laughs> that Sagittarius, yes. I've been known. I've been known to do stupid, risky things that I normally it normally works out for me, so I don't get in trouble. But um, uh, but yeah, I'm there's like there's like a little bug in my office. Um, yeah, but I I like that. You know, I've got Uranus. My Uranus is in Libra really close to where the super galactic center is i might add yeah mine is too i am well, no my pluto is that's my only degrees. air sign that's my only air sign wow yeah like I have i'm air heavy i'm actually heavier than i thought it would be air wise that's because you're so smart that's why mm. you're smart because you, mm. you have a good brain you're very scientific <laughs> i wish i could be more like that but i'm not but but yeah i probably will lose a finger or maybe a toe but it's all gonna, all gonna work out I can You'll be fine. I, I can smell the miracles on the horizon. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Smells like marshmallows burning on a fire, right? <laughs> hey, that's a nice smell. A little well, bit of wine. Yeah. Well, shoot. So there it is. Is there anything else significant happening between now and the uh, the full moon? I think that's. Well, I mean, we there's... talked about Wednesday. Of course, Wednesday this week we're going to have, um, which is the same day that you know venus is going to conjunct the supergalactic center between the 17th and the 18th but on the 18th is when mercury and mars are going to exactly conjunct i think 12 degrees of virgo yeah um and so i i really think that could be a great day for some not so great for others but i think yeah. in general i think it could be a great day for if you're really passionate about learning something if you're really passionate about making something like taking something, it's a great DIY day. So if you're taking something that really needs to be done and doing it over, that's a great day for that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. um, you just have to maybe watch your mouth a little bit on that day because sometimes Mars and Mercury together can, you know, they kind of pop off a little bit. Right. And, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna both, you know, they're gonna both be trining Uranus already. <laughs> So they're they're gonna have a couple of days of that of that trying and and so you might get used to that little risky freedom loving kind of I don't care what happens if I burn down the house kind of energy. I remember mm. one time when I asked you about making soap and you were telling me about all the things, oh, it's so easy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, does it lie? Like if you if you get that on the floor, won't that burn a hole in the floor? And you're like, well, you just don't put it, you just don't drop it. I'm like, uh, okay. No, it doesn't. And lie won't do that. It will um, eat through your skin, but um, and maybe it will eat off the surface of something, but eventually it'll dissipate. So it's not going to like chew a hole through your floor. But I just don't. Yeah, it just, just don't sounded, do it. <laughs> it sounded really sciency and really scary, and so I chose not to do it. 
And, but you were just kind of like, well, it's, you know, it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She says when she has her rubber, you know, safety glasses on and I have nothing like that at my house kind of thing. In my hazmat suit. (laughs) They're cheap. Joel looked into a hazmat suit because he, he thought he needed one for cleaning out the basement. Oh, why? You can get them on Amazon. What did you have in your basement? Nothing except for the cement pond room. He was just worried. Oh, oh my goodness. That's what like, might, wow. What might be down there? <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, Mercury trying Uranus, Mars trying Uranus is going to be um, a good time, actually. I think it'll be a good time to figure out some things that, that I've been st- stuck on. Uh, especially in, in my house, I've got some, you know, I have my hole downstairs Ugh. Uh, is just, it's, it's, it's space that never really has worked. Um, and I feel like I'm in a constant state of just moving shit around to make it work. You know what I mean? So um, I have it on my schedule to come down here because, you know, Virgo is kind of homey, Taurus, you know, earth signs are very yeah. homey. Um, so I have it on my calendar to come down here this week, probably starting Wednesday and start to rearrange and, you know, hopefully apply that Virgo judgmental, um, <laughs> discernment to getting rid of some more things. Cause there's, I, I think that would be helpful. And yeah, I'm looking forward you to feel like you're a crafty sewing room and stuff down there. Right. Yeah. And then we have our guest room down here and then there's my garage and there's just, the space is just, mm. I stayed in Especially, that guest room. Yeah, that's when the guest room had, that's when Christopher had the, what is now the craft room. So it's when we had one more body in this house and the guest room was like the guest room, the craft room, the storage room, the everything. It was, and it's not a very big room. So now at least it's just a guest room. And then Christopher's well, old bedroom is crafty. I slept, I slept just fine in that room. It was not, I was snug as a bug in the rug. I'm I, sure it was like a fucking cave. <laughs> But whatever caves are cozy (laughs) i loved it i did want to mention there is some really good other things going on so there's this really beautiful um air trying going on grand air trying with the north node Mm -hmm. in gemini venus in uh libra and then saturn in aquarius so there are some really beautiful air trying then we've got another trine in Earth signs with Uranus and Taurus, Pluto in um, mm. Pluto. Is it Pluto? Yeah. yeah. Pluto in Capricorn. And then we've got, um, what is it over there? I'm trying to see what it is. Uranus and Taurus? Uranus. Yeah. Yeah. And Uranus, Mercury slash Mars and, and Pluto. Mars. Mars. Mm-hmm. That's a juicy looking trine right there. And oh, then, all right. So maybe I'll take back my apprehension about la- allowing Mars and Mercury or uh, Uranus to interact the way well, they are set up. A, there's actually a kite on the air trine. So the Ooh, kite yep. goes up to Sagittarius where we have Juno and the South Node. So I always think it's really interesting because when you've got Juno traveling with the South Node, I almost feel like, you know, I, I, I know Juno oftentimes is thought of as you know, kind of a marriage situation, but I always feel like it's your ideal self. And I always think like you marry someone who you think you will be your ideal self with, I think. And so when I see Juno by itself, I always think of it being the ideal self next to the South node. It's kind of like releasing the idea of what that ideal self was. 
and hmm. really kind of experiencing an emotional new self with this new moon or this new full moon in um in Aquarius so that's interesting I think that's an interesting uh situation and a kite kind of acts as like a shield of protection so that's so that that grandbaby trine or minor grand trine as you like to call them but I call it a grand, a grand baby trine <laughs> it's um, much more fun that grand baby trine right so it's two sextiles with a trine and it's and it's basically um a fire sign with two air signs so it's masculine energy but i i do feel like that venus uh is like loving your past self and saturn is about releasing some of that past you know saturn oftentimes has to do with past life or past stuff mm -hmm. and so i i really think it's an opportunity to kind of give your past self a hug acknowledge mm. it and like and, and and be like okay i'm ready to level up i'm ready to do something different it's i'm gonna take this risk i'm gonna take this leap i'm gonna try something different right i think that's mm -hmm. kind of like the sense that i have of that little that little kite on top of the on top of the the air trine yeah i like that a lot mm -hmm. yeah so i i think there's some really good energy i think it's a juicy moon like mm -hmm. you said before it's a it's a juicy moon but yes. i think it i think it's a, a, a it's a mature moon i think it's about maturity i think it's about leveling up and i think it's about getting serious and getting down to getting down to work right getting some getting some stuff ready to go because you're getting ready to go on a quest if you will right <laughs> yes yes and then that next moon is going to be a working moon because that next moon is going to be in the middle decade of virgo and so that's right where mercury and mars are going to be during this moon so whatever you're feeling in that virgo -y area um where mercury and mars are pay attention because that's going to come up during the new moon in, in virgo that's coming up oh that is that's an interesting pattern there mm -hmm. interesting interesting and then the next full moon after this one will be in pisces you're gonna like mm -hmm. that Yes, I will like it. Where is what degree? Let me look at that real quick. I don't remember what degree it is. Uh, it's 28, it's 28 degrees. degrees. Yeah, yeah, that'll be conjunct my Mercury. Yeah. Cool. It's yeah, and it's um yeah, that'll be a good one for you for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all good, Fox. They're all good. That's right, Corey, because there are no bad degrees. Mm -mm. There's no, only there's only bad i don't know something but it's not bad degrees there's no bad no. degrees no they are what they are except they are for what they are. 21 degrees of scorpio because i think that is the most malefic degree in the but i'm not going to go into that right now 21 degrees you said 21 degrees it's either 21 degrees or 19 degrees i always forget i think it's 21 degrees of scorpio is the most malefic degree in the zodiac and that's because it is serpentus which mm. is I think actually technically they call it the heart of the serpent, but I think technically it's the brain of the serpent. But yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have to talk about that when we get closer to you Scorpio will. season. That's lots of lots of murders, <laughs> lots of serial killers have that in their chart. I'm just saying. Ooh, that'll be fun to talk yeah, about. I always check for that degree if I find, you know, if it's like if I'm looking up a murderer's chart. Sometimes yeah. I do. I don't remember that for any kind of sinistry. Like, I'm sorry, I can't be friends with you. 
because you have some <laughs> yeah there's a really bad degree of scorpio i'm sorry yeah it's a it's a really interesting sometimes i get on tangents about things and i'll be like i'm gonna look up all the serial killers and see if they have this degree in their <laughs> I get weird. I love to look up death charts. So that's like one of my secret, my, my black moon Lilith secrets. <laughs> oh like my it. God. So I was looking <laughs> at, I was watching a replay of a class that I took that was take, talking about George Harrison's uh, chart oh, and his chart is I would love that. strikingly familiar, similar to mine. It's like, I think that his house structure was almost exact. His um rising i believe was earlier in libra but the house is all pretty much and his oh. saturn is in gemini in his eighth house just like mine and they were talking about how you know this talking about how he died and how and i was like oh my god <laughs> stop talking you're freaking me he's out. my favorite beetle <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah he's my I favorite don't... beetle is he your favorite beetle or do you like yeah well i mean i do like ringo star because of the drums yeah i'm a drummer but i would say you know maybe him and him and ringo are on par because i like the last laugh i think ringo has had the best life <laughs> like i think out of all of those guys he's he's gonna live the longest he's he's married his wife he's married to the same woman he loves her she's still kicking i mean i think paul mccartney probably has a good life as well but he's just he, you know, it's like, can he ever really live a normal life? I think Ringo no. Starr can probably get by with being normal sometimes. Like he can probably put a hat on and go out and most people won't notice it's him. Well, yeah, because he um, he's friends with the guy that owns this uh, drum studio, owned this drum studio over in Bellevue. His name is Don Bennett. And he would just show up at the drum shop. Yeah, you know, and just like sign some drum heads like or whatever. And yeah, yeah, it's like seriously. Yeah. I think Ringo has had the best life out of all. It's the like people. all best of both worlds. Like you can yeah. blend and you're wealthy and shit. <laughs> but I can see you totally being like George Harrison because, like, he was a huge gardener, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh my god, you! Oh my god, he's such a gardener. I he's need like, to know more. <laughs> he like he owned this huge estate in England. And he, he started gardening to like, let, you know, to kind of let go of some stress mm -hmm. and he became like a master gardener. He had gnomes. He would like put gnomes all over. He had a giant statue of Archangel Michael. And when somebody broke into his house, um, they, the guy took the, 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 um, the sword out of the statue's hands. And that's, I think he stabbed George, George Harrison with that. It's crazy. Yeah. You're going to have to read a biography or something. Or oh my God. Yeah. Cause he's a, he's a Pisces son. Yeah. Uh, he has Venus and Pisces. Like I do, yeah. except for he's at 29 degrees. I'm at zero. His is Mars yeah. is in Capricorn. His Saturn is in Gemini. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that's where all the things change, but. Oh, and this has him as, oh, I don't think it has his exact birth time anyway but i was like oh my god we have well, too much in common me and george yes and i think that is amazing there there's a uh there the woman who married george and then married eric clapton i forget oh, the name but she yeah. wrote a, she wrote a book about i mean inspired two of the most incredible love songs on the planet two of my favorite love songs on the planet but anyway um her her autobiography is fantastic 
if you, um, I can't remember the name of it, but, but it's like based off of like song lyrics of some, I don't know if they're Eric's or George's, probably George's, but she never ever fell out of love with George. She, she even admitted, she admitted that she's like, I always was in love with him. She's, it just didn't work out. And then Eric came and kind of took her away. And George was like, well, I'd rather her be with you than some other jerk. So it was like, so Pisces. Uh, her, yeah. Her name is Patty, Patty, Patty Boyd. Yeah. Patty Boyd. And he wrote the blue, the bell bottom blues song about her. And then he also wrote wonderful tonight about her, which is one of my favorite songs. Aww. And then, um, something this, the song that George wrote, uh, something and that is about her as well. I mean, literally news of the century, this woman. Yeah. God, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Right. Mm. But anyway, if you, I can't remember the name of her book, but Patty Boyd's uh, autobiography, she wrote it, I think maybe, maybe 10 years ago now. It's an incredible book. And she took all these photographs, kind of like Linda McCartney did. She took all these photographs over the years. And when um, she broke up with Eric, she really didn't have any money or any way to make money. Um, she had She's been a, a Pisces. Yeah. She had been a, she'd been a model. <laughs> She, well, I can see her totally being amused, like one of the, one of the, what is seven sisters or whatever, but mm -hmm. she, she ended up, um, finding all these pictures when she moved into a house, she found all these pictures she had taken and a friend of hers convinced her to blow them up. And then she sold them in a gallery and then she ended up becoming a photographer and that ended up being her profession. So oh my God. Oh yeah. The, um, her, the, her book is autobiography is wonderful today. Yes. And that was a great book. It's, it's yeah except oh i'm sorry but it's it's a, it's titled wonderful tonight in the united states probably you know why yeah <laughs> you know why well uh, that, that again is one of my favorite songs of all time all time all time wow i'm gonna check her out yeah she's right, really, cool. she's really interesting i think she was born in i want to say kenya or something she's she's british but she was born in africa she's really interesting well like dave matthews should pull her chart. <laughs> yeah yeah i think she's still alive i think she's still alive all right well anyway we digress i know we're, a whole bunch but that's have, fine we're gonna have to have like a side gig where we talk about really important you know um musicians charts because i when when prince died i i got crazy because i you know let's get crazy um but i i love prince i have always loved prince and like i kind of stalked him a little bit when i lived in minneapolis but um yeah and i would ha everybody has like their random encounter with prince if they lived in in you know minneapolis in the 90s and i had one um but yeah it just a fascinating uh chart and fascinating uh death chart by the way anyway mm, mm. yes well i know what it's like to be obsessed i was with a couple of people this weekend and I mentioned Dave Matthews a couple of times and this lady had to point out to me, Marilyn, she was like, do you know that every time you mention Dave Matthews, you follow it up with, you know, I love Dave Matthews. <laughs> it's like, it's before I can even say anything else. So let me tell you, you know, I love Dave Matthews. So anyway, these concerts well, that he's doing now, blah, blah, blah. Well, he was in Indianapolis. He was in Indianapolis 
yesterday. Yeah, yeah. One of my really dear friends went and saw Dave Matthews for the first time, and she absolutely was blown away. It's magic. Yeah, and <laughs> her husband both went and saw Dave Matthews, and they had a fantastic time, and they said it was so amazing to be out and do it. That is wonderful. Well, oh. yeah, they're switching all the concert venues. Well, I think they said it was up to the artist how this would go down. But either way, from here on out on their tour, they have to, you either have to be vaccinated or you have to show proof of a negative test. So yeah, so things, everything is changing. What's happening over there? We're having a crisis moment. Uh, Apparently somebody needs to use the bathroom outside. Mm. uh, We've been having rainstorms and they refuse to try to go to the bathroom on a a pee pad in the house. And so Thoughty Bear is giving me the, Mom, if you don't, it's time you, to go. Quit, you quit your yapping. Outside, there's going to be puddles in the house. Sorry. Yeah, so I too have to go, Thoth. So, okay. all right, so we'll call it good. And on that note, yeah. <laughs> until until next time, I'm Corey Hawkins, and I'm Jennifer Fox, and this is Thoth, my yeah, little Thoth. Va- fascinating dog. Yes, and you all stay curious.